I literally had to get suits tailored. I had to change my clothes. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, slim fit suits were the rage, so I was able to fit into a slim fit suit. Yeah. with Ian Fitness and we are here episode number nine of the Inside Look and I am with Mr. Harry Chima. Man, long time client and uh, graduated into a coach, um, just a, a real personality and a real, real awesome uh, member of the Ian Fitness community all the way around. So I, I just want to kick it over to you just to start and man, let's roll back the years here a little bit and uh, if we can remember that far back and just kind of tell us about how you how and when you first got started? Yeah, I think I got started back in 2012. So at that point, Ian was renting space in another gym. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm and seven years ago. Yeah, long, lucky seven years yeah. ago. Uh, and I had just uh, proposed to my now wife at that point. Mm -hmm. And then during the proposal, I looked in a mirror. And I was like, I got to change some stuff around. So the two of us uh, looked for a gym that was just nearby our house. And we were living at Queen Anne at the time. Uh, and just kind of discovered... Uh, the Seattle gym, which is what, where he was renting space, and then through there found Ian Fitness and the, the boot camps that he was running. Uh, don't like working out. It was really intimidating by the thought of working out, being out of shape and everything. So uh, the classes just seemed like a, a fun way to work out. And at that point, working out didn't seem fun to me at all. So that was like a kind of a shock. Um, but I just realized I needed to, to do something different and, and find an easy way to get back into being fit or trying to be fit. Yeah. And I took a couple and it was still kind of like a little nervous getting into it, but uh, the coaches there at the time, Chris, uh, Chris Cuffey, mm -hmm. uh, really uh, attaching to him and his personality and the way he did things kind of guided me into easing my way into the workout and kind of going out from there. So the first few months were pretty difficult and I didn't know if I wanted to stick with it, but I started to see results pretty quickly. Uh, and I just enjoyed uh, feeling better after the workout and then uh, feeling better about kind of the direction that my immediate life at that point was taking by working out so often. Yeah. So it was just an easy entry. It was it was a fun class, and uh, it helped that it was nearby where I lived. So it, it wasn't like a hard a hard thing to get to. And yeah. it, it was just yeah, it was an, it was a natural decision that made sense at the time. One of the best motivators of all time is the wedding, right? Yeah, getting ready for the men and women. It's yep. it's getting prepared for. It's a big day that ideally only happens once, and you want to be best prepared for it. But what had happened like leading up to that in terms of like you needing to get mm. into shape like how, how were you like always struggling fitness wise or was there a point where you were enjoying where you're being at and you'd fallen off uh i have was struggling with my weight since i discovered beer mm. uh pretty early on in life so all of college was me from being fit to putting on just beer weight essentially yeah. and then after college you know i started working and then it was a matter of oh, i don't have time to go work out I need to just focus on my job. And then the weight continued to pile on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started working with a trainer when I lived in DC and I lost some weight before I moved out to Seattle and then just put it all back on afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of been like a yo-yo for yeah. my most of my life where I'm getting fit and then falling off the wagon and getting back on. Uh, so I kind of knew that I needed to do something, yeah. but nothing had ever stuck. Got so it. it was just like my life, it was just me resigning myself to my life is just gonna be me yo-yoing through life because I can't find anything that works out for me. Uh, and it's kind of leading up to it, I was just like, I need to do something. Yeah. I need to fit into a suit, but <laughs> how can I make it work? How can I make it stick? And how can I see results yeah. quickly? 
why do you think the things that didn't work previously were were like that? Like what like changes of scenery are always a big contribution in terms of you know if it, if you have if you're in a routine one yeah. place and you move someplace you get out of the routine. But what do you think was you know one of the main causes for kind of putting it back on when you were putting it back on? I think it was the the places I was working out. So I wor I worked out at like large big box gyms. Yeah where you know everything is branded a certain way and there's nothing individualized to people it's just you come in you work out at your own pace if there's a trainer you like you work out with him and when you're there you're just seeing everyone else work out so it can be very intimidating yeah when i'm going in thinking about lifting up a 20 pound dumbbell and there's just some jacked guy like yeah. going at right. it Doing with it like a pinky. group yeah. exactly yeah. so it's like you know m mentally yeah. it's it's a hard thing to get past yeah. where it's like i feel like a fool because this person's doing all this weight. Yeah. I'm just here trying to get somewhere. So it was part of it was I didn't see my body type everywhere. It was mm. just like people that look. So you like, weren't identifying with people that were. Yeah, there. yeah, it was people that looked like that they'd been working forever, and I didn't see like you know like a pudgy guy like myself there trying to work out. So sure. that that deterred me from going in. So it was the nervousness of being judged walking into a gym. Yeah. Which you wouldn't think would happen because you go to a gym to lose weight. Yeah, but no, it's very real. Yeah, I, I think the nervousness also comes from being in an environment of feeling like you might be judged a little bit mm -hmm. and then also you know even for me i'll when i go into new environments that I, i'm not super confident about what's going on or or like the you know the um idiosyncrasies of it like you're always going to feel a little bit anxious yeah. about it let's let's do a super fast forward and we'll come back because there's some other questions i want to ask but when you join the boot camp and even now in boot camp, there's people of all fitness levels. Mm -hmm. So what is it that's different about the Ian Fitness boot camp that has such a wide variety of fitness levels that still allows people to feel comfortable? And you, I imagine, because obviously you're still going. Yeah. Um, versus like a big box gym where there's a wide range but doesn't necessarily provide that comfort. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably a, a few different things. One, it's the coaches that are there. Because like I mentioned, I attached immediately to one coach mm -hmm. when I started who kept me there. And it was the personality, uh, them getting to know me a little bit, even if at that time Chris didn't know my name, he still knew things about me that allowed me to immediately connect with someone. Yeah. And the fact that he was able to do it with you know, a class of 15 people, where he wasn't spending time necessarily with everyone, but had some kind of connection with them, mm. that kept me there. Uh, the different body types, I mean, in uh, the classes, I saw people that were as, fitted, as fit uh, as, the, you know, as the coach was there, then I saw mm. people who were just starting day one. Yeah. Uh, and there's everything in between. So it, it helped that there was kind of a wide range. So I was like, oh, I could be at these phases of these different people by continuing to work out. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of also mentally motivated to me where, where it was like, I'm at this place right now, but there's that person working out next to me who's ahead of me. I want to get to that, point, yeah. that pace. So while there's no competition in the classes, there's always still that internal sure. drive where you find someone in the class, you're like, oh, that's the person I want to go after yeah. and like run past them in, in class or like try to lift more than them. So mm -hmm. that... That kind of uh, did it as well. Cool. And then just the, the vibe of the class. I mean, it's never a super serious class where, you know, people are, are yelling or grunting or things like that. It's always everyone has kind of like their own personality and their own phase. So you're just comfortable working out. Yeah. You're not, you know, you compete against yourself if you want, but there's never a moment where someone I'm working out with at a station or teaching makes me feel uncomfortable being there. So you're like, got to figure out a plan for the suit that I'm supposed yeah. to fit into. And um, I mean, like, I remember, I mean, I can still see the before and after picture in my head, but I mean, like, you had some pretty significant results right away. Do you remember, do you remember, like, the stats behind that? I had to get basically an entire new wardrobe. I started out, uh, when I first came to your, your class, I was at 229. Okay. And I was like, 
there was like no muscle there. It was all yeah. It was all pudge. Uh, and then after, by the time I got married, about a year later, I had dropped to like the mid 190s. Wow. Uh, but dropped up, dropped a lot of fat at that point. Yeah. So I had gone down a couple sizes in pants. Yeah. A so couple, 30 pounds a couple of shirts. plus a pretty significant yeah. body composition drop. Yeah. It was an entirely different. It was an entirely different feeling, entirely different wardrobe because I literally had to get suits tailored. I had to change my clothes. And, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, slim fit suits were the rage. So I was able to fit into a slim fit suit. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, cool. So got through the wedding and then, man, I, I don't know for sure, but oftentimes after the wedding, there tends to be a little bit of a drop off. Did you, did you guys experience a drop off yep. as well? Yeah. yeah uh, after the, the wedding, we went on, we went on an actual honeymoon. Yeah. And then after that, we were just enjoying life. I mean, you know, hanging out with friends because yeah. they wanted to spend time with us. Yeah. We couldn't make it to our wedding, that kind of thing. So there was probably like a solid 30 to 60 days of barely working out and mm. just having a good time and yeah. then putting some of that weight back on. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as it started to come back on and some close fit a little snugger, there wasn't that fear of going back to the gym mm. and being judged for putting the weight back on. Sure. Uh, as soon as I got back in the gym, it was like, where have you been? Yeah. Why have you been coming to classes? But not in a judgmental way. It was like, you know, we're, we're ready for you to get back in the, in the groove of things. And, yeah. and I did. And then the weight came off a little bit slower because we still were, you know, kind of having fun. But there was never a fear of like, I can't go back to the gym and let them see that I put weight back sure. on. Sure. It was always more of a, I'll go back. I know they're going to encourage me, and that's exactly what happened. Whether you come in one time or whether you're in for a year and you're gone for a week or you're gone for a year, everybody's always welcome back, and it's always there's always cycles in life yeah. where you're going through it. And um, the coolest yeah. thing is like seeing the pictures around the studio of like before and after, and having actually worked out with those people. Yeah, it's fun to see like you know you see somebody you worked out with like four years ago, and then yeah. you see their after picture, and it's like yeah. oh I remember that. Yeah. They can do it. I did it. Yeah, it kind of helps add that motivation yeah. to going back. That's awesome. So you were you you, you had that artificial. Well, I guess it's not artificial. It's a real kind of like uh, external motivator of the wedding, and then that was gone and past you. What was then kind of the motivation to keep you going at that point, or to kind of keep pushing you to get in there? Uh, I think I got into the the motive or understanding that I can't just get to where I want to be and then go back to eating how I wanted to and like enjoying everything like yeah. I don't know why it should be forever to understand like I have to maintain this body yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not like a one time you're 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 lost and you're done kind of right. thing so I think working out often instilled in me that I need to keep doing it one because I physically felt better but two just like you know you maintain your car yeah you know you take it in for checkups you gotta change the oil you do the yeah. same thing with your body and it took me a long time to understand that even when I was playing sports in high school like you know, at that point, metabolism is just firing. Right. So everything, yeah. everything yeah. drops yeah. off. But now it's like, I, I know I need to maintain myself. So I always have this consistent nagging essentially in the back of my head, kind of like a, a fitness conscience where it's like, you got to go back to the gym. Yeah. If a you miss a couple of days, that's, that. that's yeah. fine. But yeah. like, you, but you, you got to go back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, where are you at now, like weight wise and kind of fitness level wise, do you feel like where you're where you want to be? Are you kind of yeah. like the best Perry that you could be? Or what's, what's your goals fitness wise now? So in the past year, so when I was started working out, uh, you know, years ago, I worked out, I changed my diet a little bit, mm -hmm. not a whole lot. You know, uh, I got into eating more protein, kind of laying off the fatty stuff, but then you just eat what you eat eventually. And, mm -hmm. and that kind of fell by the wayside. So I've, been, I've gotten more strict about how I'm eating in the past, I'd say six months-ish, because mm -hmm. um, I wanted to take more weight off. Uh, I got to a point where, you know, exercises were getting easier, I was lifting more weights, but I still physically wanted to keep going. Uh, 
not because I was unsatisfied, but just I felt like I could do more with my body. Yeah, yeah. So I started, I added, I added dieting to my actual workout routine. So I was, you know, working out three to five times a week. Uh, I started to, you know, eating less carbs and I started like listening to the instructors and they're like, after this workout, make sure you get protein, which yeah. instead afterwards, you know, after workouts, like, all right, Saturday, I worked out, let's get some pancakes, right. let's get some syrup, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> instead of like, yeah. let's have some eggs and greens. Right. Um, so I kind of changed up my dieting and now I'm at 165. Wow. Um, I've lost some muscle along with the weight loss, but again, like having to change the wardrobe. Uh, which is always a good problem. It's an expensive yeah. problem. Yeah. It's a good problem. <laughs> yeah. By conservatively um, to begin with. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, 60 plus pounds, man. It's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I know we're on the Ian Fitness podcast, but like I legit couldn't have done it without getting into these classes and continuing to push myself to work and having like people around me who are losing weight have that yeah. motivate me to do yeah. it. So. Well, that's, that's actually yeah. kind of my next question because, you know, it's, it's tough to do on your own. It really is, yeah. and, it's, and that's one of the things that we really try to provide is the community and the support, mm -hmm. but I know that you've had some support at home, right, because you're, <laughs> you know, your significant other, and you guys sought out the boot camp to start with initially, yeah. um, but talk a little bit about that and what that's like to have a partner at home who's kind of on board, right, who's mm -hmm. not only supportive, but I imagine, you know, I imagine that there might be days when you're not necessarily as interested to going, and maybe she drags yeah. in, or even probably vice versa. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. It adds a different layer of motivation to it. Um, like you said, we both found Infinite at the same time. Uh, and there are days where, you know, that morning class is hard for me to make. 5.30, can't ever do it yeah. unless I'm jet lagged and awake. 6.15, it can be really tough, but there's that moment of guilt where both of our alarm goes off. Yeah. And it's like, all right, who's going who's gonna to get up, make that first move? Yeah. <laughs> who's going to be the one that stays in bed? And if yeah. one of us gets up, like it motivates the other person. Like, all right, if they're getting up, yeah. I can get up. Right. Or if they're going to get up and get ready, it's going to disturb my sleep anyway. Right, so right. why struggle with another yeah. 45 they're, minutes? They're probably not quite as light on the footsteps if you're yeah, one exactly, person's yeah. getting up and, so, oh, did I turn the light on? Oh, sorry about that. I mean, guilt can yeah. be a powerful motivator. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and in our relationship, when it comes to working out, that definitely helps drive it. And it's never, it's never we've never regretted getting up early and going sure. to work out. Yeah. Even though we know we have to like kind of you know, get changed quickly and maybe yeah. skip breakfast at home to, to make it to work on time, it's a, it's a thing that motivates us and never, it doesn't ever not pay off. Yeah. Um, and the fact that my wife, has always been fitter than I am is yeah. like an extra motivator sure. as well. Yeah. So yeah. she she can tell when she's not where she wants to be, which helps motivate me to get to where totally. she is. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of those things when that alarm goes off. You know, like if, if you get up early, like you you might regret it for five yeah. or ten minutes, but if you sleep in, you yeah. can regret it for the whole day because then yeah. you're behind and you miss your workout and you can't plan your meals or whatever it might be. So it's like, do you want five minutes or do you want like a whole day of yeah. regret, right? And yeah. then once you get in, you do that workout, like you're never going to regret. Yeah, you know, the workout, and so. it's good to get it out. You know, for us, like I don't know. Again, one of those things they don't think about. I get it done in the morning. I don't have to worry about doing it later because sometimes there, you know, you get busy at work. Yeah, you, you want to go it. home and relax and have Life dinner. Happens, so is exactly, what I was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you start adding in kids and kind of more variables and, and more things can potentially yeah. uh, block you. So, talk a little bit about your transition um, from as you've kind of. I mean. <clears throat> Workout-wise, do you have any idea where you're at? I mean, high 500s? Oh, way beyond that. We're, uh, so we, we tried to calculate yeah. this. Um, because, I mean, you, you, had, you were accumulating training sessions before 
the system was even in place yeah. to record them. Yeah, I got grandfathered into the, the 500 yeah. workout shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we tried to calculate this because my wife still checks in. Yeah. Uh, since I, I teach, I don't check yeah. in as often anymore. She's at about 700. Yeah. But there's all those outdoor classes yeah, before we had your studios yeah. where we couldn't check in. So, I mean, sh the two of us are probably closing in around 800. Yeah, in terms remarkable. Of the workouts we've been That's to. Remarkable, man. So I want that Chrome T-shirt when I get to a yeah. thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit about. So I, two things I want to know. Number one, um, I want to know like why and how you're still coming at 800 workouts of like a like 800 workouts at a specific place. Like, what is it about the workouts that are still appealing to you? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why is it, why, and how is it, and how do you think that it's still working, right? You're still making progress towards your goals. Yeah. A lot of that's nutrition for sure, but I'm, I know there's a percentage of it that's the workouts. So tell me about those two things, um, and then I want to hear a little bit about your transition into coaching. Yeah. Uh, so the reason we still come out is, one of the reasons why I think working out never worked for me prior to coming to these classes is when I worked with a trainer or if I just went online to figure out how to work out, it was always do this many reps of this, this many reps of this, this many reps of this, rinse and repeat, mm. do it for 45 minutes, yeah. do it again the next day. Yeah. Uh, with the boot camps, it's always different exercises. Even if you're repeating exercises, you know, Monday through Friday, they're still, you know, spaced out differently, structured differently. So it's, it's not like a bland workout. Like yeah. I know I'm not doing... Burpees is probably a bad example because I know I'm doing those every day. Yeah. But I know I'm not doing just like bicep curls, you know, for a certain number of reps five days in a row. Yeah. Because even that, it gets to be boring if you're doing the same thing. Sure. You know, it's, it, it, changing it up adds the variety, adds the spice to life. So uh, knowing that's going to be a different workout makes me want to come back, especially when it comes to like the weekend workouts where it's all coaches are doing things differently. It's yeah. like I know I'm getting something different, yeah. uh, getting something different on these days. So that, that makes it fun. Uh, and the other question was, so the your transition into coaching, yeah. Uh, like, what, like number one, like what what appealed to you about that? Yeah. Like what what aspect appealed to you about it, and what you know? Obviously, you have such a wealth of experience of being a client. Like, how do you see you you putting that into play when you're coaching? Yeah, uh, I think so. Part of it was probably selfish and self-motivating but I, I talked about earlier like I, don't, I didn't see myself a lot of these gyms uh, I wanted to partially do it because I'm not as fit as the coaches are so I want someone to see that there's someone who's not as fit who can still teach these boot camps but who's also worked their way up to get to a point where they're fit yeah so hopefully when some of the clients that come to my boot camps they can, they've seen probably my photo on the wall because it's at that gym, but they also see that I've come a long way and now I'm teaching these boot camps. And yeah. it's, a, it's a different type of inspiration. So yeah, hopefully yeah. I'm inspiring someone to like continue to come back, continue to lose weight because I did it by doing just these classes and rarely changing my diet that they can also kind of get to that same point. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and is that kind of your, your take also in terms of like your experience running training sessions? I mean, like being, a, being in training sessions? Because I, I imagine it's like, after doing 800 of them, it's yeah. pretty easy for you to be like, I can see that you can't quite do that. Here's a variation that I've pulled out yeah. maybe 700 workouts ago or whenever it might be and able to kind of share that with them. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is after, like, after some of the classes uh, uh, that I teach on Sundays, you know, when you have these challenges where like you're weighing yourself mm -hmm. uh, and our clients are like recording where they are the body weight and they're seeing where they are with their body fat, they'll make comments like, oh, you know, I didn't lose any weight from the last check-in. And that's at the point where I can kind of use my story and tell them like, you're not going to lose that weight at every check-in. Yeah. Like 
it might stay consistent you know, for four out of five weeks. But if you look at the clothes you're wearing, if you see yourself in the mirror, you'll see those changes happening. Yeah. And it's not necessarily yeah. that number. Because I think mentally that's what messed me up with working out and weight loss, mm -hmm. was looking at that number on the scale and yeah. realizing that that's not, that's not the world, that number right there. That yeah. number can fluctuate all over the place. But how I look and how I feel is kind of where you have to be. Yeah, those non-skill victories are the biggest one. And what I like to remind people is if you focus on the non-skill victories, that you're feeling better, that you're looking better, your clothes are fitting better, yeah. all those pieces, then without even noticing it, then when you do look at the scale or the measurements, those are changing. Yeah. And you're also feeling a heck of a lot better. Whereas if you only focus on the scale, those things might move a little bit, but you're not even thinking about feeling mm -hmm. any better or not. You know, and yeah. so it's, you miss out on the fulfillment piece. So that's that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, and I'm hoping that like you yeah. know the fact that like I've lost that weight and I become a trainer that when I say it to them, it's not just them thinking, well, that's just like what people in the fitness world say. Like, I've gone through it, I've lived it, I know right. what that change yeah. is like. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's seven years, not that long, uh, in in the grand scheme of my life. But like, yeah. if you just stick with it, you'll see yeah. those changes happening. Yeah, that perspective is super important, and most people. You know, they overestimate what they can do in a year mm -hmm. or one month, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I didn't lose all my yeah. weight in one month. Well, it didn't take a month to put it all on, right? Yeah. And then they over, or they underestimate what they can do in five years or 10 years. You know, I'm the great example. It's like, oh, in one year, I was like, I'm going to have, you know, 5,000 clients. And I was like, I, I didn't have 5,000 clients in one year. <laughs> but no way in my, ever in my life did I think that after 10 years, we'd have, you know, this 10 locations and all this stuff. So I had overestimated what I was capable of, but also underestimated on the long term. Yeah. And we see that all the time with clients on fitness level and just a mindset shift will then keep them consistent, which is kind of where the, where the piece come in. So one last thing I want to ask you before we end is, you know, some advice for folks who are thinking about getting started or maybe who have gotten started and have a hard time hitting some initial milestones and are feeling like or telling themselves that story that we all do in some portion, like, hey, this isn't for me. Like, I, I'm different and I can't lose the weight or I'm different and I, I need to go get in shape before I get in shape. Like, what's the yeah. message for those folks? I mean, the message is kind of just to show up and kind of not have those initial fears that I did of how you're going to be judged by working out. Because that's the toughest part is getting over the mental, that mental block of what are these other people who are working out next to me thinking in their minds mm. when they see me yeah. flailing around like a dead bug when I'm trying <laughs> to do some like ab exercise. Yeah. And it's just that they're not thinking about you. Yeah. Like they're also worried about their form. They're worried about how they look. Yeah. I mean, it's... The, 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 the truth is, like, you're not that important. Yeah, right? that's what it comes down to. You're not that important. Everybody's looking at it. It yeah. feels like it all the time. No one's thinking about yeah. you. Like, and that comes from the yeah. guy who, like, I'll walk into a room and I'm not sure where I should put my hands. You like, yeah. That's the thought in yeah. my head. Like, do I go behind the back? Do I go in the pockets? Do I go, that would look weird. Like, that's actively yeah. a thought in my head. And so I get that. But the truth is, like, nobody's really thinking about that. Exactly. But it's, it's one of those, again, common things when you put yourself in an environment that's uncomfortable yeah. because it's new. And it was also like the, if I thought I looked silly working out, doing any of these exercises, I would look over and see someone who's in the same shape as I am or not as good shape as I am and see them also flailing. Like, oh, it's not just me. Like, right, we're right. all going to have this struggle. Yeah. Um, and I was also one of those guys that, you know, when I saw ads or whatever it was, like, you know, look what I did with my, my body. You can do it, too. I was, I was like, no, I can't. That's not me. Like, yeah. That's not going to happen. And now that I'm here, like it sounds kind of preachy, but I mean, anyone can can make the change that they need to. It's just a matter of kind of sticking to it and finding what works for you. And then these boot camps say are are what what worked for me, and that's why I stuck with them. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, this is this is really, I mean, one of the the kind of fundamental me fundamental reasons kind of I started this and continue doing like these type of transformations, and then to see you in the yeah. position where you're giving back to the people's really awesome, man.
Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to come and experience my classes every Sunday at Green Lake, <laughs> there we 9 o'clock, yes. 9, 9 o'clock. This video podcast is going to be <laughs> online indefinitely, so we have to hold on to that. <laughs> and hopefully uh, in a very upcoming episode, we'll have Harry's wife on as well, and she'll be able to tell her side of the story, and this will be interesting to compare and contrast. So thanks again. I really appreciate you being on, and thanks yeah. everybody again for watching. Um, make sure you subscribe to the channel down below, and feel free to check out one of the other episodes that you may have missed in the past. And we'll see you at boot camp soon. All right. Thanks, man.